It's 5:05 on Thursday, December 29th, 2022. From the Source Podcast Network in New York City, this is your host, Poki Huang. Stories in today's episode come from Katie Craig in California, with an update on Meta and Cambridge Analytica. DJ Schleen in Colorado unpunt the AI and just write the code yourself. Olympio Pop in Romania with his part three of Ukrainian cyber war analysis. Aaron Kwan in Australia on cyber attack on Australian universities. Let's get to it. To settle a privacy lawsuit related to the Cambridge Analytica scandal, Facebook's parent company Meta will pay $725 million. This is Katie Craig in San Diego, California. A San Francisco federal judge must approve the settlement proposal, which was made public in a court filing late last Thursday. The complaint was about a large group of Facebook users whose private information was shared with third parties without their permission. According to the ruling document, there are in the range of 250 to 280 million Facebook users in the U.S. who used the service between May 24, 2007, and December 22, 2022. The Cambridge Analytica privacy scandal, which became public in 2018, was centered on third-party apps collecting personal data from Facebook users. This information was given to the company by a researcher who had been given permission by Facebook to use the social media network to publish an app that collected data from millions of Facebook users without their knowledge. Using the personal information from up to 87 million Facebook accounts to target and profile voters, the now defunct Cambridge Analytica helped Donald Trump run a successful presidential campaign in 2016. The Netflix documentary *The Great Hack* features first-person accounts of the specifics. If 505 listeners are interested in learning more. 2019 saw Facebook reach a $5 billion settlement to end a Federal Trade Commission investigation into its privacy practices. And on the other side of the ocean, the UK is taking Meta to court and asking for billions of dollars in damages. And though that seems like a lot to people like you and me, experts claim it's not as much as Meta paid to build its metaverse last year. So the fines, penalties, and settlements may simply be the cost of doing business for tech giants like Meta. I'm Katie Craig. Stay safe out there. There's been a lot of buzz about artificial intelligence in the past few weeks, with systems such as ChatGPT hitting the news. What is ChatGPT? It's a chatbot that can pretty much answer any statement or question you throw at it. Want to write a 500-word paper on Albert Einstein? Ask for it. And you'll get a pretty good answer. ChatGPT isn't the only AI system either. There are other tools out there as well, produced by OpenAI, which is a company that researches artificial intelligence. How about writing a piece of code that creates a website for a cat that happens to be an attorney? No problem, except maybe a security vulnerability here or there. This is DJ Schleen with an update from Golden, Colorado. An article published by TechCrunch today states that Stanford University published the results of a study on using artificial intelligence to program code. One of the products discussed was OpenAI's Codex. The kicker: AI products have a greater chance of producing insecure code than normal developers. 
In addition, these systems are trained using many fragments and pieces of code, many of which may be under a restrictive license like GPL or AGPL. This isn't a new problem. Other AI-related systems, such as image generators, often include pieces of a portrait that includes a signature of an artist. What does OpenAI say about safety best practices regarding codecs? Keep a human in the loop, and they even abbreviate it as HITL. My opinion, the best human in the loop is one that can actually write code for themselves. What are your thoughts on that? And if you're thinking of trying ChatGPT, you may just have to wait. As of today, the site is down with a 500 error. Too many requests. Who knows? Maybe it's the student population getting a paper together. A professor in South Carolina just sounded the alarm on a student using ChatGPT to cheat while writing a 500-word essay, so it wouldn't be surprising. Join the conversation at 505updates.com where you'll find links to the article on TechCrunch and links to our social media platforms. Social networks have become an integral part of current society, the modern-day agora where everything seems to happen. What would be the result of amplifying wartime propaganda through social media? Unfortunately, the war in Ukraine gives us the answer as the facts like death tolls or prisoner of war testimonies are propagated online with varying degrees of good faith. This is Olympia Pope reporting from Transylvania, Romania, and this is the third episode of the series focusing on Kaspersky's analysis of the cyber events associated with the war. Multiple countries offered both humanitarian and military support to the victim of the Russian invasion, but it remained alone to hold the line against its more powerful aggressor. That is on the ground, because on the cyber front line, multiple known actors took sides. For example, the infamous country ransomware group announced their full support for the Putin-led government. Even though Belarus is known to be one of the main Russian supporters, the Belarusian cyber partisans declared their own support for Ukraine. Among their alleged activities was also the taking down of the Belarusian railway system in an effort to slow down the movement of Russian military forces. Anonymous went as far as to declare on May 23rd war on Kilnet, a Russian partisan hacker group established as a response to the creation of the IT army of Ukraine. The group attacked multiple countries and organizations, briefly taking down the website of the European Union. So, even if the conventional war remains contained in Ukraine, the cyber war has seen multiple actors from around the world taking sides. The full episode and resources can be found on 505updates.com. Slava Ukraini, Heroyam Slava. This is Edwin Kwan from Sydney, Australia. Australia's second largest university in the state of Queensland, the Queensland University of Technology, has been hit with a ransomware attack. The malware is believed to be the newer Royal Ransomware and it is causing the university campus printers to spit out ransomware notes in bulk. The printed ransomware notes has the following message. It says, Your critical data was not only encrypted, but it was also copied. And it warns that the data could be published online unless a modest royalty is paid. The university has shut down multiple IT systems as a precaution and are investigating. The university's vice-chancellor also said that the university has a plan in place 
to deal with cyber breaches, and federal authorities have been notified. That's it for today's open source and cybersecurity updates. For direct links to all stories and resources mentioned in today's episode, go to 505updates.com, where you can listen to our growing library of over 40 episodes. You can also download the transcript of all episodes for easy reference. 505 is a Source Networks production with updates available Monday through Friday on your favorite audio streaming platform. Just search for It's 505. Thank you to Katie Craig, DJ Schleen, Olympio Pop, and Edwin Kwan for today's contributions. The executive producer is Mark Miller. The editor and sound engineer is Poki Huan. Music for today's episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. We use this script for spoken text editing and audacity to layer in the soundscapes. The show distribution platform is provided by Captivate.fm. This is Pokemon. See you tomorrow at 5.05.